a vital, vital game five for the Phoenix Suns on the road as they head back to Denver, a place where they've lost two games thus far in this series. And Denver does what they're supposed to do. They hold court. They win by a total of 16 points. And outside of it being a three-point game at halftime, it really wasn't that close. There's a first quarter where the Suns got thwomped. We're down 15 in the first. They fight back. They get into the game. And they come out in the in the third quarter. And Matthew, they once again get thwomped and ultimately lose this game. And uh, that's just the way it is. Yeah, our little Spotify halftime show where we're talking about who's going to come out and just punch the one in the face. <laughs> it wasn't the Suns at all. I actually missed the first uh, like couple shots, taking out the trash, grabbing some bottles of water from my car. Came back up, and I was like, oh, this game's probably over. Crowd's up. Big shots were made by the Nuggets. <laughs> it looked like the first quarter all over again, but... Man, yeah. after you think like Book maybe did hurt it, hurt his foot, you know, you don't have KD, you don't have Book showing up, it's over. And you know, kind of to that point, uh, one, it's not Spotify, it's Twitter. It's a it's a Twitter space that we do at halftime. For those of you who are listening <laughs> no, or watching the show, make sure you follow us at Suns Jam on Twitter because we go live at halftime and we talk about what we've seen and we talked about that how after the the Nuggets came out and punched the Suns right in the gut, they inhaled. They walked it off a little bit, and like ah, they came back in the in the first half and got within three points. And I said it at halftime. I'm like, the Nuggets have got to feel like the Suns are the boogeyman right now. And they got if, if the Suns can come out in the third quarter and hit a couple big threes and start to put some doubt in the minds of the Denver Nuggets, good things, nay, great things would happen. The yeah, exact with, opposite happened. <laughs> That's what yeah. Happened. Even with Chris Paul on the sideline trying to pump them up, like, hey, it's a we got a whole quarter. You're down by 20, and you guys are giving up. I mean, the third quarter they gave up. They didn't. I mean, they just kind of knew it was over. It was one of those games. Even when Booker got hurt, I was thinking, I'm like, I thought about Jimmy Butler when he got hurt and he took the mm-hmm. next game off. I'm like, could Booker just sit this one out and wait for the next game? Because it just yeah. felt like one of those games that Denver can take and we can take the next two because the series never starts till the. Uh, Home team loses. So hopefully game seven, it starts that way. Yeah, that'd be a nice way to start the series is to end it in Denver. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll talk about that, whether or not Devin Booker should have been pulled earlier in this game, given the tenure of this game or the temperature of this game. And we'll talk about plenty more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. So thank you to everybody who is joining us, especially if you're joining us live right afterwards on Facebook, you. YouTube, or Twitter. You, you're the real MVP. You, misery loves company, right? So hang out with us. Let's do a therapy session. If you're listening to this at any time, yeah, you're you're real G2. You just didn't have the opportunity right after the game to hang out with us. And we understand that. Nay, we appreciate your phone. that. Threw it into the wall. Yeah, and now and now you're at, uh, you've just visited your local Verizon store and you have a new phone and the first thing that you do is after you set up your little settings is you go to the Apple Podcast and hit pods and you find your son's jam session, you start listening to us. And while you're here, give us one of those five-star reviews. It helps the pod. It helps with the metrics. Lets people know where to hang out if they want to listen to the best Phoenix Suns podcast on the interwebs. Remember, if you are somebody who wants to take advantage of an amazing opportunity from DraftKings, if you're a new user, you can receive an incredible offer. All you have to do is deposit $5 on any sport, and you'll instantly get $150 to your account. Uh, added to your account in bonus bets. Win or lose, you'll still receive the bonus. And all you have to do is use our code, which is at SunsJam upon sign up. Now, I know some of you might be hesitant to try your hand at sports betting, but let me tell you, don't bet on Kevin Durant threes in this series. I'm 0 for 2 in doing that. <laughs> uh, but this is the perfect opportunity to give it a shot. Plus, using the code SunsJam not only gets you to the bonus, but also helps support our podcast. It's deals like this one that can help cover our costs to bring you our post-game podcast every time so again if you haven't signed up for DraftKings yet please consider doing so and using our code SUNSJAM to place the first bet remember this offer is only available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in Arizona and please grant gamble responsibly if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-NEXT-STEP so what are you waiting for head to DraftKings.com take advantage of this incredible opportunity today we will not be chuggling with the fellas we will be popping open Diet Dr. Pepper's and maybe we'll do like a little gargling with the fellas. What do you think about that, Matthew? All about so, the gargles. You know, it's just like. <laughs> gargling with the fellas. <laughs> Oops, that's not the drop. <laughs> I'll try to... 
118 to 102, the Phoenix Suns lose on the road and now are down in the series 3-2 as we prepare for it to head back to Phoenix, which will occur on Thursday, which brings me to my first question for my good friend, Matthew. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. This was just a good team loss, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't blame anybody. I really Is that can't. What you mean? I'm no, not going to be eviscerating no. anybody on this. I'm not going to be ranting. Mm-hmm. Are you? No, I mean I'm Mister Suns and Seven, so we have to lose one of these. And if we're going to lose it, doesn't matter how we lose it because the next game is going to bounce back. I think the best way to lose it really is, you know, you rely on Booker and KD. They don't come through, you lose. Then maybe you just like, well, could we figure something else out offensively? I don't know if you have as much time as you need to really get this offense going through KD if you want in the second quarter, or even when he has the ball in the first quarter, because it's just basically ISO. You know, he needs to take over. So. I think it's kind of like, oh, shit, maybe we have to make some more adjustments because Monty did do that for the last two games. It helped out, and we got those two victories, much needed. But now it's going into the next game. It's like I kind of trust Monty to, to hit the right buttons again. And just whatever it is, maybe it's just KD and Book hitting their shots. Maybe that's all it is. But the victory will come upon his shoulders. I think Monty will pull through for sure. Well, tonight showed you what we already knew is if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have an off night shooting-wise, this team will suffer. It's no secret. Everybody knew it. We saw it in game number two when the Suns only scored 87 points. Now, granted, Devin Booker had a great game, but Kevin Durant had an ugly game. Kevin Durant in this one, 10 of 24 from the field, 0 of 3 from beyond the arc, 26 total points, 7 assists, and 11 rebounds. So 24 shots to make 26 points. Devin Booker was 8 of 19. He was four of three from downtown and he had 28 points. So they still, you know, got theirs, but they didn't do so in the efficient manner, especially Devin Booker didn't do it in nearly as an efficient manner. He did it in much more of a pedestrian. What we're used to watching Devin Booker way. What was disadvantageous for the Suns is other aspects of this team and other members of this roster didn't step up. I think the timing of some of the Kevin Durant takeover is uh, unfortunate. I think a lot of the isolation ball that the Phoenix Suns run, which we've been doing for this whole series, and we've talked about in victories we're talking about. It's like, ugh. You know, I I was saying it a couple podcasts ago. It's like I feel like the Phoenix Suns are, are, are driving to a destination, and we have the Waze app on, and we're cruising, but you see that there's an accident like, two miles up ahead and you're like, yeah, we'll see. And then it's there and you're stuck in bumper to bumper traffic. Tonight was just that bumper to bumper traffic that we knew was going to happen. It's a seven game series. This was game five. I'm not frustrated. I'm not pissed. So if anybody is coming here and they want to watch me lose my shit, you're not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, you like, I, I, I just, I wasn't really upset this entire game. I was frustrated that the Suns didn't come out in the second half and play with a little bit more fight. But you again have to credit the the Denver Nuggets for the way that they play in that third quarter. Uh, it was uh, very similar to the way that the Nuggets played in the third quarter of the last game. Now that being said, when the Suns played the uh, the third quarter against them in the last game, obviously the, the the Suns were unworldly. But you look at the third quarter, the Suns in this game end up shooting forty one percent. They're ten of twenty four, whereas the Nuggets shoot fourteen of twenty. They're seventy percent. They score 39 points in that third quarter to the Suns 25 game set match. Yeah, I mean, they were book was like 0 for 5 to start the third, mainly the whole third quarter. And then the Nuggets were what 9 of 12. Really, just it's just it was unstoppable. We talked about on the Twitter spaces. I got it right that time, right? Hey, no, we were on Spotify. Did we switch over already? Halfway through the Twitter space, we went to Spotify <laughs> Green Room. Remember, we used to do the Spotify Green Room back yeah, in the I NBA think that's Finals I got confused, days. Huh? Yep. Yep. Back and in the next day, year, we'll be on the in. we'll be on the Facebook. Uh, no, no, we won't be on Facebook because that's too old. We'll be on Gojo. Gojo is that the new thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's that's a uh, uh, Matson's company. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I didn't watch the last episode. That's <clears> fine. So I didn't break out. anything. He's been okay. He's been he's been he's mm. ran Matson the whole time. I, I was gonna text you too before this. Before I almost we said something on the Twitter space. Okay, good because I saw it's something. A great I, episode. I saw a meme. I, the episode before Shiv and and Tom, their scenes are just melting my yeah, heart. Shiv, I Shiv and Tom for in the next episode that you have yet to watch, but occurred this past Sunday. It's one of the best scenes 
uh, uh, over time in I succession. Can't wait. I'll have to watch it after this. Yes, you lucky bastard. I want to rewatch what it. What was I talking about? Oh, I don't the know. Suns game. Twitter spaces. Yeah, Twitter spaces, whatever. Uh, yeah, Jokic was kind of stopped in a way, trying to get his guys involved. And he he did in the first half. And then he came out. He was unstoppable in the third. He really was. It's one of those things where it's like third quarter, unstoppable. Fourth quarter, the Suns kind of get some shots down by 17 or 16. But then Jokic is coming back. And you're like, it's un- he, you can't stop him. Right? It's the same thing as last game. But we just had guys that could step up and make the big shots. Tonight it wasn't there. It just it, it kind of looked like our guys that were open in the corner were just a little afraid of the shots. It looked like the release and everything. They're just like, oh, big moment for me. I have to make this because Book and KD are struggling too much in their own head. Just you know, in the in the second half, it looked bad. It's so weird how it flips so quickly. That's what happens. Halftime adjustments. The the Nuggets looked poor in the first half. I felt like for the majority of the time, except for the first quarter, that that run they went on. But I was still like, eh. I'm not too scared. Second second quarter, they looked pretty shitty, I thought. And then this second half, like they were just unstoppable. I was like, damn, now they're on. Maybe they took some of Shamit's roids. They had to have taken some of his drugs because they looked like the Terminator out there for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, one, so I'll start with Shamit and then I'll move backwards. And Please do. Uh, I guess this will be the second podcast in a row where Landry Shamit's where we start. Sneaky, sneaky. 23 minutes for Landry Shamit, two of six from the field. He had six points. He had five rebounds. He had three assists. And it was the interesting adjustment that Monty Williams made is to start the second half. He started with Landry Shamit out there versus normally having Josh Akogi, who starts the game and then starts the second half. It's what the cadence has been thus far this series. He went with Shamit. And it was interesting because Landry Shamit, who we mentioned on our Twitter space and we have observed over the past couple of days, just has like a snarl about him. Like when they show that low baseline shot and it's Jamal Murray bouncing the ball and then you, you see the you see Jamal Murray's ass and then you see Landry Shamit staring right into his eyes. He's just mm-hmm. he's like foaming at the mouth, his little snot mm-hmm. dripping. It's getting on the floor. It's being really it's really hard to clean up for the guys who have to clean the floor. Like they're out there with they're busy today. different. Yeah, multiple, multiple different uh, anti-adhesive type of products to try to get rid of the the Shamit slobber. And yeah, I like what I saw uh, mm-hmm. from from Landry Shamit uh, again today on the defensive end. Uh, he he got cooked a few times, and that's what happens with Landry. Part of the issue of what he has is the simple fact that he, when he guarding Murray, is subject to the third ass, as I like to call, of Nikolai Jokic. Nikolai Jokic <laughs> is not a normal human being. Cheek, right? He ass has cheek? three ass cheeks. There you go. <laughs> so he's got two ass cracks and three ass cheeks. And essentially, mm-hmm. you see that whenever he screens, because he always kind of leans into his screens. And it's it's nothing new, and it is what it is. I could sit and be frustrated by it, but due to the fact that he's a two-time MVP and he continually gets away with it, much akin to how other players in the NBA get away with all kinds of things. It's just the way that they're officiated. But he has a third ass cheek. That's how he can lean without being called for a foul every time he he's setting a pick. And Landry Shamit took a lot of those cheeks right in the right in the chest tonight. And when that happens, Jamal Murray wraps around them. And if it's a dribble handoff, uh, it's going to be a uh, an easy two for Jamal Murray. And if... Uh, Nikola Jokic chooses to keep the ball. He hits him on a back screen or he hits Michael Porter coming off of a back screen. So those kind of plays where you take advantage of Landry Shamit's inability to avoid the third cheek, if you will, Mm. is just kind of part of the defense that he has to play. Now, Mm. what I do appreciate from Landry Shamit is, and and maybe he shouldn't have, is the way that he was just him him and Jamal Murray were getting into it. And it was kind of nice to see to the point where Jamal Murray like got it, like dunked the ball, screamed in Landry's face, and then there was a technical foul, and then Landry oh, we missed, of course. And of course, well, why would we? We never did anything important. <laughs> and then Jamal Murray goes to the line like he's going to shoot the, the technical foul. Mm-hmm. And even like Grant Hill on the broadcast, like, well, hold on, I, I thought that was a technical on him, not. Oh, and then Booker's down there bricking it at the other end. You're like, oh, okay. What do you mm-hmm. think of Landry Shamit's defense, and and how hard do you think it is? to avoid a third ash cheek it's just it's a it's a physical anomaly yeah you know <clears throat> the envision i have i i'm envisioning that thing and i'm thinking of like the zohan with it, like his foot coming up and just slapping people in the yes. face or kicking them in the face <laughs> just like an ash cheek flying up in the air and doing that um so thank you for that man it makes the game a little bit more fun it's kind of like um you know when they had the game on that nickelodeon there's like the, the slime yes. everywhere i guess he can be part of that his ass cheek and slime coming out of it 
Um, but anyways, what are we talking about again? So I, I just honestly, Landry Shamit's I, I, defense, Shamit's defense. Okay, Shamit's mm-hmm. defense is great. I love it. It's it's a it's a tone setter. It really is. It's a, it's something that gets the sun scene going. It's something that you believe in, right, Jamsters? Guys out there listening, ladies, whatever you are, Shamit's defense <laughs> is a tone setter now. It's just it's something. It makes sense to have him out there as much as you can now. It's so weird how everything just kind of flip-flop, kind of like between the two halves of this game. But we rely on Shaman a lot. And I like that he gets in Murray's head, and he can play him that physically and get away with it. And he's running into guys. He's sacrificing his body. And I think he's the one guy that can get away with it. And Akogi, um, you know, I'm not saying like he's playing better than Akogi because I don't know. I guess he is. Obviously, Monty sees something in him that he has to play him over Akogi. Akogi's not hitting his shots. I guess right now you would rely on Shamit for that. But this is a game too where in the first half, I'm like, he's playing great. What was he like? 0 for two or one for two in his shots. I'm like, I don't care. He's a defensive tone setter. He's the guy that we, we rely on in that way. Now those, the 19 points, or I think the 15 points in the fourth quarter last game might've been 14. I totally forgot. That was just, wow. One is the game. Holy shit. Where did mm-hmm. that come out of? Where did that come from? This is just the way I expect Shaman to play always, you know, it's the effort. He's just filling in the holes and, you know, you can only ask for that, I feel like, from this guy. Yeah, when you talk about Josh Akogi, through the first nine games of the postseason, he, he's a negative 3.7 on average. He's our lowest plus minus on the team right now, and that's probably what Monty Williams has noticed. You couple that with he's shooting 16.7% from beyond the arc, and again, that's not including tonight, uh, in which he went a grand total, ladies and gentlemen, of O of 2 from beyond the arc. So he's shooting less than that. That's why. Because Akogi has the defense, and we know that. But he is essentially zero on offense, and this takes us back to those of you who've been watching this show and listening to this show through the entire season, a conversation that was repeatedly had by both you and I and anybody who would come on and in the chat and people around the water cooler at work. These are the things that they were talking about is should a Kogi be the fifth starter for the Phoenix Suns come postseason time because of his inability to be a productive offensive player. Now, that being said, Josh Akogi, if you recall, had a very solid end to the season offensively. And we were all just kind of like, well, I mean, if he does this and, you know, who am I to say? Who am I to deny the fact that Josh Akogi in the final games of the season, the last game of the season, he had 13 points. Pre, second to last game, he had 16 points. The 25-point game against the Chicago Bulls, he had 14. He had 10. He was putting together, if you take a look at Josh Akogi's, oh, I don't know, last 19 games, he was averaging almost 10 points a game. So it made sense that he would be that starter. But what has happened in this postseason, and we and I, I noted it in what, game two? I think it was game two, when he just froze. And- yeah, and I didn't believe you. Yeah, he froze, pump faked, he looked, he pump faked again, he nearly got a three-second call on him, and then he passed out of it. And so what Monty has essentially done is said, well, Shamit's going to give me some semblance of defense. We're not going to stop Jamal Murray. We're going to try to slow him down. And as long as he can stick on Jamal Murray, because again, the the defensive strategy has been, hey, play play Jokic one-on-one. That's how the Suns want to navigate this defensively. So if we play Jokic one-on-one and we have guys who can keep up with all their other guys and we can close them off, then I don't need an, an above-average defender at all times on Jamal Murray. Now, he's starting with them, and that was the interesting adjustment to start the third quarter that Monty Williams had. Now, I think it backfired on him because him and uh, and by he, I mean uh, Landry Shamit, he and Murray started going at it, and it kind of got Jamal Murray heated and... And I like that. I like that they were trying to test who they were with their tempers up. You know, people change when they start to act emotionally because emotions can make smart people look stupid. Unfortunately, it made us look stupid because Jamal Murray ends up scoring seven points in that quarter. He ends up getting uh, three assists. He starts engaging with the rest of the team, and they start that little run between him and Jokic. And it, that was kind of game, set, match, which I think is the second time I've, I've said game, set, match on this podcast. And I've yeah, said nay enough, now three it. times. You know, I I'm the, landing the plane. There was a difference between the heated like energy that um, Murray had and what what Book was bringing. It just you could tell from the beginning. I think when when Book was like in a tussle with him down there with Michael Porter Jr. under the hoop where they were pushing each other, and 
you, you know, Porridge is like, what, dude? I'm dead. I'm dating Kendall next, right? He just looks like a guy that would date her, <laughs> date her next, right? He's next he's on next the list. Line. He's next in line after Bad Bunny. I don't still don't know why guys, why guys like him. I'm sure guys like him too, but girls everybody, like him. everybody. Everybody yeah. loves that dude. And I was just like, this just doesn't look right. You know, the energy that Books always had, especially in the series, is just it's powerful. And he's always come out every quarter and just been so explosive. The way he just came out in the third, I just I feel like Murray had that edge over him. They're not head to head, obviously, but those two guys are obviously very important, right? You guys, they're a year apart. Yeah, but in in Murray has to be that guy um, next to Jokic. He has to fire that team up. Jokic is trying his best, right? And they might not understand what he's saying because I that one video that was going around of him that was talking fantastic. about Money Booker. He's like, yeah. give it a Money Booker. Yeah. This guy's just letting him be a winner. You know, I don't know if I would take that seriously or not. You know, I, that wouldn't get me pumped up. So Murray has to be that guy. He he can be that guy. He can be Booker-like, right? I think he's right below Booker right now in the series, obviously. I think Booker is the best player um, until tonight. Jokic outshined him. But Murray has to be that guy to get the rest of his team going because – Gordon and, and Porter Jr. They're like guys that are just kind of like, hmm, I'm going to stand here and make my shots. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm not going to get really pumped up. I'm going to enjoy this. Gordon can celebrate a little bit on his dunks. If he ever dunks, I don't think he's dunked yet the series, but there's just, there's not any kind of emotion from those guys. So Murray has to be that for this Nuggets team. Yeah. And when you're at home, like they were, you're going to get those performances. And we knew that. And you take a look at the total bench points and the Phoenix Suns was that seven, 11, yeah, they had some 20, 26, and oh, Bruce Brown alone had 25. Yeah. <laughs> that was that, I think that was like more garbage time, right? No, um, he was he was doing was it in the third quarter. He was doing it in the third okay, quarter. That was so got, it, that was when I knew it was over though in the third quarter. Third like... quarter, Bruce Brown had six, and in the fourth, he had 15. So that is garbage time. Yeah. He I mean he, okay. Bruce Brown was definitely front running tonight. Like they, the the Nuggets were doing some Little of that. Tussles and well, the... they were they, they were doing some of that Memphis shit. And what Memphis does is they do what I like to call LBMs, right? Little bitch moves. Like they have these little bitch moves that <laughs> they do. Like uh, they, they let the ball sit on the ground out of bounds. Yeah. And yeah. the clock's running and nobody gets. And you even heard uh, Devin Booker. He's like, that's a delay of game. And they didn't say anything. And then they throw the ball in bounds and they do the Chris Paul. And again, I can call it for what it is because Chris Paul does the same shit where they let the ball roll while the clock is running. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they wait for and And then, of course, the, the, the moment in the game where uh, they're entering the huddle of the Suns. Now, granted, it's legal. There was no timeout. Booker was shooting a technical foul and Monty had the board. But Jokic is an instigator. Let's just face it. And. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the praise of Jokic as well. He deserves a triple-double tonight for Nikola Jokic for you know the two-time MVP who's been dethroned by Joel Embiid. But Nikola Jokic tonight in 38 minutes goes for 29 points. He goes for 13 rebounds. He goes for 12 assists. He has a steal, two blocks, four turnovers, three personal fouls. And he did, again, as I mentioned at halftime, he was doing what he feels needs to be done to help his team win. And because of his skill set, he can do that. He can go for 53 points and 11 assists and try to carry his team because he feels nobody on the road can do it. And that's how he tried to help this team win the last game. In this game, he was much more of a distributor. He was much more of an irritant. And that's where Nikolai Jokic, that's a space he lives in, a good, bad, or indifferent. I, I mentioned it uh, earlier with his three ass cheeks. It's, he he does all these little things that give him an advantage the way that he flops the way that i mean he ishbia flopped tonight there's no doubt about it and we called it on the last pod and we'll continue to call it i mean the way that ishbia flopped in game number four uh, is something that Jokic did you know there's no way that kevin durant pushing him knocked him back 20 feet yeah. i mean it, you know and it's the same but, thing every time he flails every time he just kind of he, he he just he yeah You've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? You know, D, when they're on the boat and she's dancing with the blow-up yep. doll? That's yep. Nikola Jokic. Like, I got to imagine him walking around Denver. Just That's what he looks like, just flailing everywhere because that's his body's so fluid when he flails. It's actually yeah. kind of like – it's actually it, – it's it's impressive that a guy that ugly can do all that, you know, and, and it's oh, effective. I think he's a great, great-looking guy. I think, I think he's, he's too, great. but he needs to brush his teeth, and we all know that. Like, he needs he to brush, brush it. He needs to grow that beard out to look like mine, you know? It's yeah. a little, mine's a little you thicker do, you, than his. I don't yeah, know. You, you, I don't you know what's a, going on, You man. have a thicker than than Joker But he is 10 beard. years younger than me, right? But again, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's about seven years younger than me, so he'll be he'll be caught up in it. But remember, I, in that third quarter, just to finish my point, in that oh, third yeah. quarter, it was Nikola Jokic who – 
totally dominated the Suns. He was seven of eight from the field. He played all 12 minutes. He'd throw yeah. in three assists, throw in three rebounds. He had 17 points in that third quarter. Everything that he did in game number four, he put together in a quarter and goes, listen, guys, we got him where we want him. They're not shooting well. Devin Booker in that quarter goes three for 11. Easily his his worst quarter. And yeah, we'll discuss it a little bit, you know, when we talk about injuries and things of that nature. But I mean, that's just, that that that's good old Jokic. You know, he's, he he is the king of the the LBMs, the little bitch moves. Like he and his and the Nuggets were doing things that remind you of the guy who like inbounds the ball off your back when you're playing basketball. He's just like little annoying, irritating bitch move yeah. things. And that man, and he's the ringleader of that. That's who he is. He's the victim always. Dave King put mm-hmm. together a great tweet. He goes, "It's so it's so funny because Jokic is clearly an instigator, and." He's <laughs> and he and really he likes he he yeah oh yeah Dave yeah. said that on Twitter okay. it's true he instigates yeah. things the, the Matt Ishbia thing like he instigated that <laughs> there's no reason for him to go yeah. into the stands to get the ball the referee's gonna get that with when players go into the stands he does these little yeah. things to instigate he swipes down really hard on Cameron Payne hits him in the head and then it's like but what did I do look at me I'm just a fat piece of shit it can't be me hey hey that's it's everybody it, that's everybody he plays I, it. It's like the same thing when you go on a subreddit stakeout, and then the other fans are talking about you know the refs not giving them a chance. Oh, they we'll love the other there. team. The commentators love the other team. It's the yeah. same thing always. These players are the same exact way. But I love. I think it's funny when that happens because they're just having fun. It's not even anything serious. Katie's no, laughing, not. and then they throw technicals at him. It's like refs just stay out of it. What? It, why would yeah. you want to give them technicals? He, you can see he barely nudge them. You see the size of Kevin Durant's arms? Daddy long legs, dude. Yeah. They're not going to move anybody. Jokic, yeah. it flopped. If you can't catch that, you shouldn't be a ref. If you're going to throw a technical, you should just throw yourself out of that the game. That should be a, like, come on, guys. Yeah, and, and you have Bruce Brown in there, go. who's a former teammate of Kevin Durant, who's who's poking and giving yeah, him shit when he's around. up in the game. It's you not know? a big deal. And Booker's just standing there. You know, if Booker's not involved, you know it doesn't matter. Booker's just over there resting his, his injured foot. He's all, let's just get through this game. I don't want to get thrown out of the game or get a technical and hurt my chances of playing next game because we're just we're tussling over there. It was a joke. The rest need to leave it alone. They're too uptight. And the whole thing with Ishbia, I thought it was funny too. I thought the whole situation was hilarious. I don't think Jokic knew who he was, obviously. No, of course he didn't. And they went back. Like, that was the funniest thing. And if you saw before the game, Jokic, like, gave him the ball and stuff. Like, all of it's fun. And we make it out to be too serious. And we take this game way too seriously yeah. where these guys are instigators. It's like they all are the same type of dudes. They're trying to get calls. They're trying to play the refs. Oh, 100%. But what I'm saying in Jokic's case is he's just kind of that annoying guy on the on the basketball court, right? Like you got the one guy who always just shoots threes and plays no defense. You got the one guy who plays defense and like thinks he's in the NBA. He's always swatting at you. And then you got like the Jokic guy who's like the, the, the doughy guy out there who's just kind of constantly trying to use every little thing to his advantage. Good, bad, or indifferent. It just is what it is. And and what a win for Matt Ishbia in this series, by the way, because he's the new owner. He's the NKOTB. He's the new kid on the block. And no one knows who he is nationally. Now everybody knows who he is nationally. So, I mean, he he won there. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Bill Simmons, and then he was the next day. It was like yeah, a seriously. hustle. What a week. What a week for Ishbia. <laughs> what a week for him. <laughs> Big Dick Booker. Not the best Devin Booker game. He still got the, that point total up there, which uh, always will help him look good on the old playoff resume. But 41 points on eight of 19, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 41 minutes on eight of 19, shooting four of seven from beyond the arc, eight of nine from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, 28 total points for Devin Booker. But as we mentioned, second quarter looked like he hurt himself, had one of those plays where he was driving to the hoop, and when he landed, it wasn't a twisted ankle or anything. It was a flat foot landing. And that scares me. That reminds me of Michael Jordan in 1985. That's exactly how he hurt his foot. Cost him six weeks. Nearly cost him the the, the playoffs. Ultimately, he did come back in uh, that season. But it was one of those when you, when you land that flat, you can break a bone in your foot. That's what it, which obviously is worse than a twisted ankle or whatnot. But either or hobbled a little bit. Look, you know, went right to the bench. And again, we're following on Twitter. You're you're watching every tweet, whether it be by Dwayne Rankin or Kellen Olsen, somebody who's live and in the arena, and they're saying, hey, Devin Booker's not going to the locker room. You're like, okay, appears to be okay. Comes back out, still continues to play okay. 
then later in the game, he's going for a ball. He slams into the side. I mean, it was one of those games where you're like, dude, just get this guy out of there. So I ask you, Matthew, 41 minutes from Devin Booker tonight, okay? And of those 41 minutes in the second half, uh, in the fourth quarter alone, Devin Booker plays a total of seven minutes and 42 seconds. Was that 742 too long? Mm, I think a couple minutes, maybe. Uh, he was out there past the five-minute mark. I think that was way too much. Um, you know, I don't think Book would ever want to leave this game. And no matter how hard he was, he wanted to play through it. I don't think it's going to be anything to hold he's him back from playing He's a game. competitor, man. Yeah, and he's going to play whether or not it hurts the team or not. But obviously, he's Booker. He's fucking insane. So, I mean, he comes out this game. He's just he's not going to miss again. He's hitting big threes again. And he's uh, getting to the rim. He's doing everything he wants. He's getting to the line, 8 of 8, to start the game, which yep. is insane. I don't think he started that way in a long time, 8 of 8. That was incredible. Um, Getting calls and stuff tonight, and then I think just the foot thing happened. And then in the third, I'm like, wait, what's going on with Book? 0 for 5. And then I just saw a tweet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Book is hurt. Like, he probably did hurt himself. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of because he did look uncomfortable. It looks like he was wincing a little bit, walking a little bit differently, defensively kind of standing and – offensively kind of standing off in the side a few times, letting KD do what he wants to do. It just wasn't book in the second half. And I'm not going to put excuses on that. Cause I think the nuggets just handled the suns tonight, but book yeah. book was just, he, I think he something is up with his foot for sure. Cause his shot, it did not look the same. Obviously it didn't go in, but just the release, the attempts just was missing. It's funny. You, you almost felt like you knew it right in the second half because Deandre Ayton had a wide open, shot in the lane he decided to pass out to an even more wide open Devin Booker who bricked it and you're like oh okay that's just a little off so it's going to be something that we continue to monitor but the fact that he yeah. continued to come out and and play hard and play in Devin Booker you know the, the same attitude and effort that he always does I mean that's what makes Devin Booker Devin Booker that's what makes him the greatest Phoenix son of all time because even if he's feeling a little hobbled he's going to go out there and give you the best that he has now granted the best that he has was not that great again in that second half. Second half total, he goes three of 11, as I mentioned. He had nine points, three of five from uh, beyond the arc. Uh, so all of his field goals in the second half were from beyond the arc. So uh, again, there's no blaming Devin Booker. There's no blaming Kevin Durant in this game. I honestly believe that. Everyone's going to, you know, and you're going to see it. You see it a little bit in the chat. You see it on Twitter. Everyone's just shitting on KD. Uh, and I had my frustrations where, you know, I felt like he was turning the ball over a little too much. But this was a game, again, where I think that just as a team, the team came out flat. Yeah, five turnovers for Kevin, Kevin Durant, by the way, 42 minutes play. The whole team came out flat in that second half. The Nuggets didn't come out flat. They used that, that home court advantage to just that. To, the, to their advantage, they won the game. Now, it's a seven-game series, as we've been saying throughout this entire series. And it's unfortunate that when they play on game six on Thursday, that's the first time this season they're going to be facing elimination. But if things hold true, this team's going to hold court and they're going to go ahead and they're going to win that game. And then they're going to go into Denver and they're going to tell us how great it was and all that stuff. I like, if I get to hear one more person do the Paul Westfall fucking thing from 93, when the Suns were down 2-0 to the Los Angeles Lakers or down 0-2, and then, you know, the, the famous Paul Westfall conference. Well, we're going to go to their place and we're going to win and we're going to win. And we'll come back here on Sunday and we'll win. And never want to say what a great series it was. Like every time the Suns go down a series, somebody has to say that. Like, okay. I oh, guess I've only seen focus. it. I only saw it once. So <laughs> <laughs> you must have seen it a lot. You know, well, they're so heavily. Uh, what's up? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they're so heavily relying on um, KD and Booker right now. And there's 100%. no way out of it. And. You know, like even like when he joined the team, they're talking about at practice when it would be Katie and Book and Chris Paul. Like they would have practice, but then those guys will go do their thing. You know what I mean? I don't know how much that really hurts the team as a whole if you feel left out a little bit. But like in games like this, you can kind of tell, like even DA, like even the guys that are left in the corner that might the ball might never get around because Katie can't really move the ball. He can't offensively. He just can't move the ball as as well as he I thought he could. Um, he's just having a hard time with it right now. And it makes sense, right? You need time to gel. So I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just saying that, you know, if we do lose this series, it's because they didn't have time. But also it's just because you got to rely on those two and they have to do everything because that's the way they want it right now. They're not going to get anybody else really involved unless they're wide open, unless they can start moving the ball with that second unit when they come in and try to knock down some shots with Ross and, and Warren. If those aren't going in, then bullshit. It's not going to win. We're not going to win anything. God, if only they had like a max center. Watch. Facetious on this one because you know you take a look at DeAndre Ayton, thirty-two minutes played, he had fourteen points. 
Uh, he had nine rebounds. He had a couple steals, an assist, a block, uh, seven of 12 from the field. And it's funny because every time we lose, it's it's DeAndre Ayton's fault, right? And you're, you're already seeing it in the chat. Uh, John Nelson, eight, no defense, says he's a turnover machine, even though he only had one turnover in this game. Uh, Rosie Jaws, you know, DA is zero on like, once again on defense. Matthew, did you think the DA was a zero on defense in this game? I, I um, so yeah, my thing is a DA, he wasn't really, um, he wasn't really, I mean, he's there, he's very present, which is great. That's what I want. He's present. He's there. He's playing hard. He doesn't look as lost. He's not part of the lost boys right now. He looks more determined to play and he's just, he's quiet. He's doing his thing. And I kind of like that. I think defensively, what are you going to do? Right? He has KD and other guys trying to help him board, trying to help on help defense. KD can't get over. He's trying his best, but he can't get over and grab the board most of the time. Like, what did he have tonight? He had seven or 11 rebounds. But like a lot of the times it's like KD has a hard time even getting out to the to the three-point uh, line to even guard anybody on the perimeter. You know what I mean? So for Aiden to have to rely on those guys or anybody else to help him defensively or grab the boards, it's going to be tough. I think Aiden right now, when he's quiet and kind of just down to business and just doing his thing, this is the best you're going to get from him this series. Just like you have to rely on Book and KD to win this series for him, for us. And if CP3 comes back, he has to be in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just like this is what you're going to get from Aiden, the best you're going to get this series from him. And I thought it's pretty good. Going into halftime, I'm like, Aiden played really fucking good in the first half. I just liked what I see from him. I don't care about the stats. I just like that yeah, he me cares. Too. Yes. I like that the guy cares. Well, man. and again, think about the Suns' whole defensive strategy is to have him play Jokic one-on-one, and we know that's impossible. There's no one who could play Jokic one-on-one. No. And, he, and he's doing his best. And again, early in this game, Nikolai Jokic was having a hard time simply scoring. Uh, the first half stats for Nikolai Jokic, he was 4 of 11 from the field. That's because he was going at DA, and DA was deterring his shot. Now, what was disadvantageous was the rest of the team wasn't getting any offense or defensive rebounds, so the, the Suns were out-rebounded on the offensive glass in that first half, a total of what they had four, and the, it was nine for the for the uh, the Denver Nuggets. Second-chance points, uh, they didn't they only had three, the Nuggets did, because with all those offensive rebounds, they still weren't scoring. That's because DeAndre Ayton can hold his own against Jokic. It, it can only last so long. He needs some help around him, too, in an effort to try to grab some of those rebounds to negate those overall possessions. So offensively, yeah, he, he leaves a lot to be desired. But even, even offensively, he was getting to his spots. Would we like to see him go into Jokic? Yes. Would we like to see him go into Murray? Yes. Would we like to see him body up Christian Brown? Yes. But we know who DA is. It's just, it, it, it is who he is. Like, I don't get mad at it anymore. Uh, it'd be nice if he'd go out and we had like a 25-point DA game where he just completely dominated. But in this series, you're not going to see that. If the Suns can get past Denver, we have to play against the Warriors or the Lakers. That's where DA can shine because those are a couple yeah. teams where he can really take them to the woodshed, if you will. Because guess what? Anthony Davis is on Kevin Durant now. And DeAndre Ayton, who they got down there behind, behind Anthony Davis? I don't know. So, I mean, it's... There's opportunity. It's all about the different, the different uh, matchups, and that's what Monty's been trying to figure out with his bench. You talked a little bit about T.J. Warren. I liked what I saw from T.J. Warren at aspects of this game, but he ended up being two of seven from the field. Uh, but he and he played 15 minutes. Sorry, what? The Pincer brothers are they <clears throat> back? Yeah, just they're talking about. <clears throat> sorry, Thomas Bell was saying that the. Being called being called the the buns would make his it's just the cutest thing ever. Oh, I know. Should, we, should, so the question though is like, should we boot the the Pinster brothers because they didn't show up for the two losses? No. That's kind of that's kind of bushly. No, like, no. They show up in the chat and talk <clears> some shit. Yeah, but like, but I mean, yeah, I just maybe, think their comments are cute, dude. Like they're hot dog buns. I know, I know. It's <laughs> it's it's adorable. They're like the Memphis Grizzlies. They're great front runners. So again. Uh, Luke, one ninety nine in the super chat. We appreciate it. <laughs> where Tory Craig at? And don't worry, don't worry, yeah, Joel. Exactly. We'll get to you. Uh, he says, "Where Tory Craig at? Tory Craig's another guy who's not going to be a, a, a effective in this series. And when we go and we play the Lakers, like that's a good team for Tory Craig to play against. That's where some of his matchups can be uh, better suited. And, and I think that from a defensive standpoint and from a physicality standpoint, you're going to." Uh, you're going to see him be productive. And I think that that's something that's definitely a pl- uh, possibility in the, in the next series after 
After we went on, on Thursday, and then we go back to Denver, and we win, and yeah. we tell everybody how great of a series it was. Craig made his shots, though. Like, he he made all his shots. I felt like he was making his shots, you know? two against the Clippers. I don't know, man. He was good. But it is one of those things when we lose, like, where's this guy at? But didn't even last two games. Well, real quick, a shout-out to Joel Ramirez. $5 in the oh, Super man. Chat. Again, we appreciate you supporting the podcast. Matthew's blowing you kisses, which I'm sure everybody likes. Says on the bright side, a blowout is better than a close game. I can tell you what, it, that's probably why I'm so chill tonight. Is because it's those close games that are just so stressful that have you so wound up. And if you lose, you just bah, and then you come on a podcast and you go crazy. Whereas this one's like this thing was done so early that you're just sitting. Back oh yeah, like, yeah. Even halftime when he asked me like, "Who's gonna win?" I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just kind of felt I'm like I feel like this is just the Nuggets game, but I'm like I'll pick the Suns. But I'm like I don't. I just don't care. I care. I want the Suns to pull away, but I don't care enough to where I think the Suns are actually going to well, win. Well, it's not so the elimination it makes game, me feel good. right? Like the yeah. stress comes in game six because now it's an yeah. elimination game. But Joel goes on to state they'll come out ready on Thursday to compete. Oh, and I'm done with Monty by Felicia. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams, coach of the Phoenix Sun. Like Monty, sometimes, you know, again, I talked about the adjustment with Landry Shamit. This is one of the the disadvantages of this roster and, and how late it was truly constructed in the season and the fact that Kevin Durant didn't start playing until there was about, you know, what, eight games left in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's having a hard time trying to navigate some things. But, but we knew this, and we've known this throughout this entire playoff run. Do you think that Monty Williams is a problem. No, um, because listen to this. Oh, go on, go on. I mean, how many times have we been upset about him? I mean, it comes and goes. It comes comes and goes. goes. It's nothing that bad. I mean, adjustments might be made, but you have to realize even if we don't win this year, it's because of the trade. These guys need time. Monty needs time. I mean, can you imagine being a coach of this team? You got Katie, of course, right? Give them the ball. Let them do it. He's tried to do that. But these other guys, he needs to get to work. He needs to work in there and have some game plans. I think it's just tough to do that so short. Like they're not they're shorthanded now because of Chris Paul, but then yes. also they're shorthanded because he's not playing guys because he probably doesn't know what to do with them in certain situations until Suns fans say, Hey, play this guy. They're good. That looks bad. That looks bad. But if you look back to game two. With Chris Paul, we looked like we were going to win that game with him. We look, we took oh, over yeah. that game. I was sitting there. Oh, yeah. Buffalo Wild we were up eight. I'm like, I feel like this is over. And then he gets hurt and he's out. That's not Monty. Monty might know what he's doing sometimes, even if we end up losing the game. He has a game plan. And, you know, tonight was not on Monty. Tonight is on Booker and KD just not getting it done tonight. And that's about it. The only issue I have with Monty right now is in a game like tonight, like you didn't need to play those guys all those minutes. That's maybe, what I hate. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like maybe there's an opportunity for them to get some kind of rhythm. I mean, maybe that's what they're trying to do, but like get some of those guys out of the game. Just just get them out of the game. It's little things like that that are kind of frustrating as a Suns fan to see him do that. So so says yeah. JM I I 199 in the super oh, chat. He says please re- please read mine before Joel's. <laughs> what did Joel uh, uh, what did he Joel say? Joel stated something earlier. So Joel was one of our first super chats. He gave us $5 in the super oh, okay. chat. And he said, hey, on the bright side, you know, we, uh, we, we, a blowout's better than a close game. And then he said, like, why do I, why do I even give you guys super chat if you don't read them? It's like, when I see the super chats, like, I'm not just going to start like calling them out. Like, we have a rhythm of a show. And when I see you got like, to fit them in. Yeah. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a perfect one to transition to a conversation about this. And, and kudos to so says Jay. He saw that. And, I, and I if we I don't read them, we'll refund it. I don't know. Yeah, we have, we've never not read one, right? Like Thomas Bell, an elite jamster, just gave us five hundred. I think a yen. Bunny points. What is game six? We're putting some limp nug <laughs> limbs right on our toasted buns. Go Suns! Let's love go, it. Thomas Bell, love it. Tattooed across my chest. Yes, uh, dominating across the across your back. And <laughs> dominating. And there, here we go. Tough Woo! like Nicola. Look at this. Po- Nikola Jokic isn't tough. He's floppy, oh, bitch. No, he's pretty fucking good. He he's he, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's the king of the LBMs, man. He's a little bitch movement guy, you know. So, um, he's, he's uh, Thomas one. Bell's like that's like five hundred dollars. I don't know about that. Uh, five hundred yen. Um, Gabo, five dollars in the super chat. You guys, 
You guys, the we see CP3 next game. You think we'll I, see CP3 I do. We think game. we'll see CP3 next game. I don't think he plays the series. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think we do. Did I do that live? What's that? Did I do that live? You do that all the time. No, I do Some, not. Sometimes you mute yourself, but I see it. You're over here going. Yeah, I, I don't think we see him this series. As I've, I've stated it numerous times kind of since the injury happened, I think the severity of this injury, typically it's uh, something that takes three, four weeks. Uh, initially, they just said through game five after it happened. Now, granted, he was putting up shots before the game, but yeah. you know when Devin Booker good. had a pulled groin, we saw him shooting all the time, and they were just like, okay, uh, you know, let's just sit, let's sit him, let's let him wait. Now, granted, if if this is the playoffs, so if CP3 is well enough to play next game, do you start him or do you have him come off the bench, Matthew? Because I'll tell you this, start him. M- Monty is pulling campaign pretty quick in these games. He played 31 oh, total yeah. minutes in this game. But he had seven points, four assists. And I got to say this about Cameron Payne. How he's, he have no idea where the fucking sidelines are. That guy continues. Every time they get they pass him the ball in the corner, he steps back before he steps forward. And it's always out of bounds. Like. Yeah, it is all the time. I mean, he's not playing his position. He's not playing point. He's just playing whatever they want him to do. Give me the ball. Go stand somewhere and I'll, I'll pass it back. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah, it's hot potato, hot potato. Equipment manager, fallen founder, 500 yen is $3.70 U.S. dollars. More than so says Jay donated. So thank you for that math equation. You know, I'm stationed in Korea, and I, I dealt with yen, but that was 20 years ago now. Oh, geez, that's, uh, <laughs> that was quite some time ago, man. That was quite some time. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So I was kicking it on the Denver Nuggets subreddit, and I was hanging out with the Pinsters, man. I mean, that's where they, they like to hang know out. Who you are, though? The, the Pinsters. The, 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 the Pinsters. Yeah, they're 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 getting used to they, me. They know. Oh, I wear the guy. same. They're like the guy with the backwards <laughs> hat and the and like the blue sunglasses. That's uh, that's that same guy who comes here and downvotes everything that's anti yeah. anti Suns. I'm just downvoting the whole game. There's like I think it's JV four. Like, I forget. I'm Devin Booker. I'm like downvote, downvote, downvote. So here's what I read on the subreddit stakeout. This is what they were saying over there in Denver. Booker has reached hardened levels of douchebaggery. Do you concur, Matthew? Who, Booker, you said? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't think Harden's a douchebag. I like Harden. I never <laughs> disliked Harden. I, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot that you're kind of a pro-Harden <laughs> guy. I can't stand Harden. Um, I don't think so. Aiton is sort of having a game so far. Let's foul him out. So there you go. <laughs> Booker always looks like a kid that talks shit and then hides when he gets punched. He does kind of, but he's probably the toughest dude in the NBA. He is. He Those is. rosy and, cheeks, man. Yeah, well, and, and you look at Nikola Jokic, and he just has a rosy body. He's he's the guy who just he just stands out there. And a rose on his nose. <laughs> uh, the broadcasters are ready to bust a nut whenever Booker touches the ball. I hate those comments. I know you it's see the, them all the time. It's those like, are the only thing. That's the only thing you hear when you when someone hits a shot against you. Then you're gonna hear the commentary. They're like, they're like what Terrence Ross said. Yeah, and Terrence Ross hit his third three of the game. What the fuck? Nikola Jokic has hit three. It's like yeah, and when Nikola Jokic has hit his third shot, they said, and Nikola Jokic has hit his third shot. It's so funny. Um, I hate how much KD and Booker just fall down for calls, and somebody goes, hey. That's Devin, the most ethical scorer in basketball, Booker. Who said he was the most ethical? What? I don't know. Katie Falls, his dude, does he even have a butt left? I don't know. Well, speaking of Katie Fallen, they said or or just little butt. They said Katie looks as sharp as a ball of cotton because he was not sharp at all to start this game. Mm. Booker getting a better whistle than Prime Jordan. Now, that being said, Michael Jordan in his entire career in the playoffs. Ooh, this is good. I got to get the drop ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what time it is. Trivia time. How many free throws per game did Michael Jordan average in 179 career playoff games, Matthew? 5.6? No. Damn it. That's You have failed. You have failed. He averaged 9.9 free throws per game in 129. Devin Booker threw 41 free throws, or I'm sorry, 41 
postseason games, how many free throw attempts do you believe he has averaged? 5.6. Spot on. You're not. You're not even close. Damn it, uh, dude! I should have never said anything about this little run I was going it, on. It was. It, it was. It's six point two. Now five point five is how many he okay. makes. So you were. You were pretty close there. So yeah, but that's not getting count. prime. It's Jordan calls. Small. Uh, Murray, maybe run your mouth when you're shooting over forty percent. I thought that was funny. Uh, they were. They were. They were dogging. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray in this game. They were dogging him the whole game. I just like you do. said in the last game. MPJ. They were dogging. In this one, it was definitely Jamal Murray. Yeah, they said Jamickey, because obviously his one good postseason run was in the bubble. Jamickey acting cocky after making his third field goal. Shut the fuck up and channel that anger into the game. <laughs> and then uh, the last comment that I had on the subreddit stakeout was, does Kevin Durant ask for a foul every time he lays down and goes to bed? The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. There you go. Yeah, they know who I am now. I do so much downvoting. That's my only troll move. Is when I'm on the you subreddit, it. I just downvote everything. <laughs> I just, you know, unless it's a good point. But when they're saying the dumb stuff, you know, like these these fucking refs, they don't know what they're like. We talked about on the Twitter space at halftime, like the amount of things that they were saying anti-officiating. And guess what? Like the Suns had nine fouls and the Nuggets had nine fouls. We had two more free throw attempts than they did in the first half. And you think that like JFK got shot. You know what? In every time I see a comment or anything on Twitter, I go to the box score. I'm like, oh my God, it's like dead even. It's yeah. always just like dead even. Suns have had those games where they shot, what, five free throws? Yes, that's... Five that, mother free... Five yeah, guys. Yeah, like that. that's something where you're like okay this is clearly interesting but on both sides of the ball there were just some bad calls or non-calls right i mean jamal murray hooks yeah. landry Shamit and he and he flailed they, you know they, they don't call that nikolai Jokic again shoves his third ass cheek out there like yeah but it also goes the other way on the suns like the it suns create too. a lot yeah. of contact that's why i don't just, say anything because i'm like it's just that wasn't a foul but thank it's, goodness it's, it's just the way it's just the way it is okay you just got to accept it for what it is mate you just go accept it exactly we'll for see. what it is Jam star of the game. All right, jam star of the game, jamsters. This is a reminder Uh that if you're Joel Ramirez and you give us five (laughs) dollars in super chat, we'll read it right away. Five star man. Woo! Five star man. Five star man. Five dollars. You guys with your five hundred yen, we love you still. Your one ninety nine from So Says Jay, we love you. You know it, brother. Maybe I'll see you at game six. Uh, but Joel Ramirez, $5. Rather than lose game six or seven, if we lose at home, we will get clowned for losing at home again. But same if we lose another game seven. Booker will be slandered. Nope. Yeah, it's completely different. Completely different. It's the manner in which it occurs, obviously. But you got to remember, last year, we were the number one seed. Okay? We were the team that got that uh, that did the blowing out in game five at home. And then we came home. I'm sorry, then we went on the road and we lost. And then we came home and we lost. The The tables have turned, my friends. Now we're not the one seed. We're the team that got blown out in game five who will come home, lick our wounds and win, and then go on the road, much akin to Dallas did, and do some ass whooping. It's going to be a beautiful twist of fate, Suns fans. Don't you understand that? That's It's the script. We've seen it. Yeah. Adam Silver accidentally tweeted it out. Uh, it was encrypted. So says Jay's a lawyer. He got a hold of the email address. He gave him a he he de-encrypted it with his massive and impressive anti-coding skills. And that's the script. Is the it, it's complete arc redemption for the Phoenix Suns, where literally what happened last season, the exact opposite will happen this year, and we will be merged victorious, head to the Western Conference Finals, play the Lakers. So we do the exact opposite, but kind of the same of the 2021 playoff run, where we beat the Lakers, then we beat Denver, and then we beat the Clippers. This year, it's the Clippers, then Denver, and then the Lakers. And then we will go to the finals without Giannis, and we will win. Yeah, Booker's not going to be slandered at all. Booker is insane, and if he if he's hurt, that's the reason why we lose these games. Booker's not going to let us lose this. Booker's going to make sure that we come out on all cylinders, man. That guy's a true leader right now, so I trust him. And honestly, if we do lose this series, the only thing we're going to be worried about and in going into the offseason is, like, did we make the right trade? Right, that's gonna be in the, that's gonna be the first thing people are gonna talk about. If we had oh, Mikhail and Cameron no, Johnson, no. yeah, 
that's a good that's a people, good topic, but I don't. I, no. People will talk about that. Nope. People will. Nope. Yes, oh, they I, will. No, if I'm, we losing, if we lose, we'll talk about it. It will not be the first. Yes, it. No, listen, no. dude, listen. Listening, if Mikhail and Cameron Johnson were still on this team, if they were, the guys who we, got swept in the first round. Yes, they don't guys. have this team. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Booker and this this team was together, if they were all healthy, right? And we played this team against. If we played this Nuggets team. We would have still had the same chance as if we had KD. The only reason is, is because we haven't had the time with KD yet. Obviously, KD's awesome. I'm glad we have him for two more years. I am. But people will bring that up. I'm not saying that that's what I want. But people will say that because yeah, Mikhail, the way I'm he not was disagreeing playing, with that. Mikhael would not, make those shots. Mikhail would have done this. Mikhael would have done topic. that. That's not the first topic. What would be the first One, topic? First okay. off, we have, we have KD for four more years. Second, the first topic is DeAndre Ayton, clearly. The first topic anybody will talk about if we make an, an early exit is we need to trade DA. We need to trade DA. What can we get for DA? The second topic of conversation is going to be Chris Paul's old. What are we going to do with that? The third topic is, did we make the right trade? But the majority of us Suns fans know that you didn't necessarily make this trade for this postseason. It'd be nice, obviously, to make that run with, through this postseason. But you made it for next postseason where you can have a full season where you can load up a roster to 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 put the right guys around these two guys. So this postseason and, and this postseason's a bonus in my opinion. If we can make a deep run and we can win a championship, like you're, you're on house money. But the DA conversation is going to be the first topic. CP3 is number two. And then we're going to be like, well, you know, what would have happened had we done that? Because the weight, but I honestly believe that the conversation you're referencing is after an exit next year. If we get bounced from the playoffs next year, then it's like, oh shit. Now we're at, you know, age 36, Katie. Oh shit. Now the Suns don't have any of their draft capital moving forward. Oh shit. Should have kept Mikhail. So I agree with you. That's a topic of conversation. I just don't think it's the first topic of a conversation. Yeah. After, well, after I mean, the, this season. the whole thing with Chris Paul and DA, that's going to be dealt with. We know those two guys are not going to be where they're at right now. We're not going to probably have DA and we're not going to have Chris Paul playing our point guard position. We're going to have probably Kyrie or someone like that. The only thing is, I just think with the KD thing, it's like, did we give up too much? I that, That's going to be the one that's going to be like kind of breaks your heart. It, that's, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I already agree. know we're, we're going to deal with those other two guys. That's going to be a topic of conversation that us as Suns fans are going to mull over for the next seven years when we when we sit around and if we if we have bad teams and the draft time comes around and like and the Brooklyn Nets have the Suns pick and we're just like fuck. So mm -hmm. uh, clearly, Matthew's jam star of the game is the topic of conversation in the offseason. Let's just go to the jam star, jam star of the game, everybody. Do 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 do. Dude. All right, jam start the game. Having a good time. Not. <laughs> I love those drafts. Next post game. And I have to read that DraftKings thing too. So you have to do it in the first 10 minutes. That's the rule. Me, post game, guys. What's that? I said if we lose next game, just make sure to join the post game pod. And I'll be reading that DraftKings thing live on air. This is true. So, uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Corey Flynn, 499 in the super chat. It's like we got Tio. We got to move on from a Kogi starting. Why is no one questioning this? Does nothing for us. Slow start to game in second half uh, with him out there. Put TJ in. You think that's the next move, right? Hey, I've been saying put TJ in since like you have been saying that for a long, yeah. long time. So Corey, I agree with you. You always end up being right. Yeah. Well, don't ask me what I think is going to happen this series because we're going to win. I already said it, so I hope I'm right there. <laughs> and I will. So Jamsters again. I'm going to be at Game Six. So uh, shout out to our friend Drew is hooking me up with a ticket. I'm going to go watch the game with him, and hopefully I'm there and I'll have the ability to pop on the podcast afterwards and talk about how great of a game it was. Matthew, who you got coming on the next podcast? We got Suns Geek. Ooh, das, out with us. das Geek. Yes, Das Geek. And yes, so you're going to have to watch Matthew try to do a DraftKings read which is going to be It'll high be comedy, I guarantee yeah, you. It's going to be brilliant. I'm really good at this now. All you guys can suck my dick. Wow. Is that in the, the pod notes? It's... That was the DraftKings. That was the beginning, oh, that's... Of it, wasn't it? Oh, it, 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 it's... Use your <laughs> promo code, suck, suck my dick. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you son's jam. Um, <laughs> shit. Is there anything else that I missed on this one? Is there anything else we want to talk about before we sign off and prepare for people coming up to us in our lives tomorrow and saying, huh, do you feel bad? Oh, Watch out for John. He's going to be upset. Like that. The, the This is one thing. I'm just going to be completely honest with all of my fellow Suns fans out there who are watching and listening. This is my therapy. It's funny, especially during the playoffs when everybody else in the world starts to give a shit. In which, when the Suns lose a playoff game and I come into work, I'm like, hey, hey, how you doing? And they're just like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, aren't you sad? 
the Suns lost last night. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I go live directly after the games with my podcasting partner, Matthew, and we talk about the games. And I put all my thoughts and energy into what happened during that game onto that podcast, and then I'm done. I don't let it affect my day. I'm like, I carry on. Like, that's what this is. And I know that's why a lot of you guys come here and, and, and you're popping off and you're talking in the chat because everybody else is, is we, we rely on each other for it. I don't need some casual to come up and be like, hey, that Devin Booker, he's quite the guy. They're like, they're, they're, uh, who, who said the, the Akagi? Somebody said Akagi the other day. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Um, losing Mikhail, like that whole like three or four nights after, like those nights were really tough. It was just tough because everyone in Cameron John, it was tough. I think losing this series is kind of just expected in a way because you just, you had to pull together so quick. So it's not going to hurt as bad. And plus like I try to have a life now. I don't really worry about the suns too much after this. And you're totally right. You go, you get it all out and you feel great the next day. Well, it was like, it was a like today, today at work. Like I'm, I'm busy right now. I'm managing two different properties. I'm bouncing between two different properties, trying to square things away at both. And in the middle of the day, somebody's like, so how do you feel about tonight? And I'm like, dude, I will deal with thinking about tonight when I get off of work and I go home and I don't feel any of that anxiety or any of that stress. And then I get home and I'm a fucking mess. You know, it's like 630. I was like, oh, shit, here it comes. I but know. it's like it's, it's compartmentalizing. Know. So I think I'm a psycho. Uh, but part of my compartmentalizing is this podcast. This is one of the compartments that I have. And I take all my thoughts and emotions. I put it right here for you guys to all see. Uh, so, yeah, uh, promo code suck my dick. <laughs> All right. Is that it? That's it. All right. Go home and suck your family. 